0: up its defenses, and for the first time since 1969, Japan and the U.S. made a joint statement on the importance of peace in the Taiwan Strait.
1: In today's show, a top U.S. official in Taiwan tells us why U.S.-Taiwan ties are getting closer than ever.
0: And in more ways than you can imagine.
1: And have you heard of boba-pocalypse? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we saw a lot of reports this week that the U.S. is running out of the delightful ingredient in boba tea. But don't worry, we're going to show you how to make your own so you don't have to rely on big boba. I'm Natalie So. And I'm Andrew Ryan. And this is Taiwan Insider. China has been sending warplanes into Taiwan's airspace nearly every day this past month. Planes like these. Now, we here in Taiwan aren't the only ones that are concerned. Yes,
0: at their summit last Friday, President Joe Biden and Prime Minister Yoshihide Suka made a joint statement underscoring the importance of peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. This week I spoke with the Deputy Director of the de facto U.S. Embassy in Taiwan, the American Institute in Taiwan, Raymond Green. Now, defense of Taiwan is a key issue, and I asked him about the U.S.'s policy.
2: Our policy really is rooted in the Taiwan Relations Act um, on, on Taiwan security, which talks about how any non-peaceful change in the status quo would be of grave concern um, to the United States. And so uh, it also um, requires that the United States government support Taiwan's uh, self-defense capabilities. And that's something we take very seriously and we've continued to abide by. And I think um, we talk a lot about the status quo. Um, and we've seen the, the status quo since 1979 as, well, not maybe being perfect for anybody, was it to the benefit of all parties. Unfortunately, because of PRC actions recently, uh, that status quo has started to erode. And so now we're looking at how do we maintain that balance? And I think you've seen our uh, stepped up engagement with Taiwan mm-hmm. on the security front. And just uh, since I've arrived three years ago, we've approved something like $17 billion worth of foreign military sales. We support Taiwan's, um, the development of Taiwan's uh, asymmetric defense capabilities very much in line with President Tsai's um, objectives. But also statements like you saw out of the summit meeting between um, President Biden and Prime Minister Suga, sending a strong message to the international community cares a lot about peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. And so I think that um, we will continue to to work to maintain that balance to make sure that this area remains peaceful because any conflict would be a disaster for the world. So uh, it's something I think we all share an interest in avoiding.
1: Now the U.S. also recently issued some new guidelines for interaction between U.S. and Taiwan officials. Now they didn't publicize them. However, Deputy Director Green told us what he thought was most important about them.
2: I think the most important guideline or aspect of the new guidelines is, in contrast to previous guidelines, we've had these going back to 1979, but in the past the focus has been on what you can't do with Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Um, The new guidelines up front and the main kind of thrust of the whole um, exercise is what you should be doing with Taiwan. Oh, that's great. Yeah. We were uh, very pleased to see the new guidelines Mm -hmm. come out, and particularly the very positive um, tone language. We very much want all agencies of the US government to see Mm -hmm. Taiwan as a, a key partner, because we think. Taiwan has so much to offer, be it on public health or law enforcement, uh, or the whole range of education. And so we we want to encourage other agencies in the U.S. federal government to uh, seek out opportunities to have either a relationship with our counterpart agencies, or to work with us on things like the global cooperation and training framework, where the U.S. and Taiwan and Japan come together and provide training for other countries around the world. Uh, and so these kind of programs, are, I think, a real opportunity to both showcase what Taiwan is very um, the expertise that it. Sides here in Taiwan, but also showcase that the fact that the US and Japan see Taiwan as a key partner to advance our strategic goals in the Indo-Pacific and further afield.
0: Deputy Director Green also gave us some insight into why the U.S. is stepping up engagement with Taiwan.
2: Really, I think what's driving this is the fact that uh, we have so many shared interests and shared values with Taiwan. We really see Taiwan as a model that can, we can hold up for other countries around the world. If you look at how Taiwan's um, immense success in combating COVID-19 using free democratic principles, it wasn't a strong-armed forcing people to kind of violate their basic rights, but rather it was a an example of the Taiwan uh, leadership um, putting their faith in medical professionals, getting the public to uh, support uh, very, uh, I think, scientifically based uh, approaches to pandemic response. And it's something really, I think historians will look back at this crisis, this pandemic and say, there's one place that got it right, and that was Taiwan. And that's something I think we should all feel proud of, that a democracy uh, was the one that I know of, uh, China and other countries say, you know, it, it takes a authoritarian state in order to uh, uh, to manage a crisis like this. And Taiwan is the, the perfect counter example. That's only one area. If you look at, for example, civil society, LGBT rights, uh, environmental concerns, really Taiwan across the board uh, is a model that I think we'd like to see countries around the world emulate, especially countries that are looking to um, to move up the development chain. Uh, there is a there's an alternative to kind of authoritarian economic growth uh, or democratic uh, reforms, and Taiwan is that.
0: Do you think there's a more awareness of Taiwan in the United States? States because of, you know, how we dealt with COVID or other um, issues in the past few years? Because I know a lot of Americans may not even know too much about Taiwan. Right.
2: Certainly. One of the um, maybe unexpected uh, side effects of COVID is I think uh, not just the United States, around the world, um, I think the awareness of Taiwan uh, has been increased. I mean, there are literally thousands of international media articles that have been written about Taiwan's success. Um, ironically, I think the Chinese pressure on foreign journalists in Beijing has resulted more major outlets uh, coming here right right? so uh, that's another um, advantage Taiwan has um, kind of uh, achieved from unfortunate circumstances but certainly I think the awareness of Taiwan the uh, the awareness of the success of its society of its political system of its economy uh, coupled with um, just the uh, uh, enormous attention to the semiconductor industry they they call semiconductors the oil of the 21st century and if that's the case Taiwan uh, is perhaps the Saudi Arabia of the 21st century in terms of its um, importance to the international economic system. So be it on economics, on uh, COVID response, or even in security affairs. given all of the publicity about recent uh, PRC uh, activity around Taiwan, I think the awareness of Taiwan um, is at all all time highs.
1: You know, it's really interesting uh, that he said that Taiwan is actually a great model for developing countries. And the reasons for engaging Taiwan don't necessarily have to have something to do with China.
0: That's right. I mean, he was basically gushing about Taiwan uh, throughout the interview. And we also talked about how the US is going to help Taiwan in its bilingual Nation 2030 plan, and how Taiwan is going to be helping Americans learn Chinese. So Mm. the full interview is up on YouTube and Facebook.
1: So, coming up next, we're going to turn uh, our, the topics to boba apocalypse. Sounds
0: good. <laughs> Sounds yummy. <laughs> this
1: shortage of boba in the world. Well, you know what? You don't have to rely on big boba. You can make boba yourself, and I'm going to do just that in Taiwan Taste Buds. Imagine life without the sweet QQ of boba. Sad, huh? Today I'm gonna to show you how to make a very simple boba with just three ingredients. So simple, in fact, that when you see headlines warning of a boba shortage, a boba apocalypse, you'll never have to worry again because you're gonna be able to make it yourself. So all you need is 100 grams of tapioca starch, 40 grams of brown sugar, and 65 grams of water. Start by boiling the water and adding the brown sugar. Mix it up good. Then pour the mixture into your tapioca starch and quickly combine. Once it's cool enough to touch, you're gonna wanna get your hands in there and knead it. And you should be forewarned, this could take a while. If it's too dry, add a little hot water. If it's too wet, add a little starch. This is starting to look pretty good, like modeling clay. But actually, we have a small problem here. It's spreading like lava. I adjust by adding some more tapioca starch and eventually, get a nice doughy texture that doesn't stick to my hands. Next, I sprinkle the surface with tapioca starch and roll out about a quarter of the dough into a fat worm. Chop that baby up into tiny chunks, but you'll want them a little smaller than boba because they're gonna expand when you cook them. Carefully roll each ball one at a time with two fingers in your palm. If they crumble, wet your fingers. And be sure to coat your boba babies with starch so they don't stick together. How about them bobas? Now it's time to cook them. And for that, we need a liter of boiling water. Drop your boba in the pot and immediately begin stirring them to keep them from sticking together. Once they rise to the surface with a rolling boil, you'll want to cover the pot and cook them for 15 minutes. Here's what they look like after about 15 minutes. A little big, perhaps, but they've got a nice color and they're slightly translucent. Now I've turned off the heat. I'm gonna let them luxuriate in this hot bath for another 10 minutes to get them nice and chewy at the center, or QQ as we say in Taiwan. At this point, you can run them under cold water if you don't want them to get too gloopy, but I head straight to the final step and add some brown sugar to sweeten them up. Don't these babies look delicious? Only thing that's missing now is some sweet Taiwanese milk tea to wash them down. And now, the moment of truth. How do our little uh, boba taste?
0: Ooh, those look good. They look bouncy and chewy. I,
1: uh, and I hope kind of so. Big. They're kind of big. Uh, I'm going Who to. Are my straws going to fit in there? I'm going to make you each uh, a glass, and you cool. each have a uh, disposable.
0: Not disposable, straws. reusable. I'm
1: reusable. Sorry. That's right. It's huh? Earth Day, Andrew, so. That's right. Reusable straws. Look at this. These
0: are from RTI, actually. They came Reduce, gave reuse, us recycle.
1: We're so. still using them. I'm gonna also give you uh, some spoons, just in case the boba are just too big for your straw. There you go. Here's a spoon.
0: It's amazing, this is homemade by Andrew Ryan.
1: And one for you, Leslie. Uh, thank you, you're too kind. And a spoon for you. I'm wanna grab that, just in case. Oh, yeah, that's a good
3: call, thank you, sir.
1: Go it's ahead. It's not D-
0: going in there.
1: Dig in. It's
0: not going in there.
1: So I shouldn't have made that joke at
3: the top of the show about Big Boba. The joke's on you, Big Boba. I got bigger Boba. (laughs) I mean, you're talking about a global shortage of ingredients, but there's no shortage of deliciousness right here. Uh, I can assure you that, Andrew. Very, very good Boba. Thank you.
0: Pretty good, Andrew. Is this your first try?
3: This is my first try.
0: That's pretty amazing. It took a long time. It's a nice sweetness.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you got
0: it in the straw? I couldn't get it in the straw. Mm. <laughs> Watch yourself. Don't choke.
1: <laughs> mm. That's not bad.
0: That's not bad at all.
1: So the trick is, if you want to make them nice and chewy, you really have to get the texture right. And that's, this that's is what I struggle key, with. right? Yeah, because you want it nice and cute. So what's crazy is it looks like lava, but then when you try to grab it up, it crumbles. So really, you want to go a little bit stickier, and you have to knead it for a long, long time. How
0: many hours did it take you to do this?
1: Uh, it took me a couple hours to put that together. <laughs> But the actual kneading probably took 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, Not bad twenty your minutes. First
0: time.
1: Yes, and uh, also you. I should mention too that uh, a lot of places in Taiwan will put sweet potato starch in theirs. You don't have to use that. Um, I wanted to do it nice and simple so that everybody can can give it a go. So
0: are people missing the tapioca starch in America? Is that what it is?
1: I no. They're I running short of that. Apparently, it has something to do with the boat in the Suez Canal. <laughs> <laughs> so by the way. Yeah, yeah sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I also have heard that it's not every shop that's having problems. Okay, but some um, people are running out. That's right. And if you want to make, you it, can your make own, it at home, you can do it. So there you have it. That's today's Taiwan Taste Buds.
0: And next up, more about tea in Brain Game.
3: Today's brain game is called, where's that tea? (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, we've already been talking a lot about boba and milk tea and the, you know, tapioca pearl variety. But obviously, Taiwan is also famous for kinds of tea that don't have those ingredients in That's true yeah. and obviously the <laughs> mountain tea yeah right? mountain teas and the, the kind of the most famous variety is oolong tea but actually oolong tea is actually made up of lots of different varieties and they're all associated with different places in taiwan wow oh, right i
0: don't know any of this
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you're a lot to learn
3: something. yeah so i'm going to show you uh three tea plantations around Taiwan. Cool. And I want you to tell me where we are. And obviously, if you know what tea it is, I want you to tell wow. me. Okay. Where's that tea? Sounds okay. good. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, so let's have a look at
2: Yay, the first question. Good. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. So
1: we see some green oh. uh, rows of tea yeah, in the foreground. And on the mountains
0: and beautiful clouds in the back. Um, in the
1: distance, we see some not, blue mountains.
0: Is that like...
1: I'm going to say that I can also see Taipei 101. You're right, you can.
3: And Mu that must be mm. Wenshan mm. Pinglin. Mm. But you But there's another hint, which is those, <laughs> uh, is it the Taipei those Zoo? pylons coming <laughs> up. Of yeah, of the What's, Zoo, right? top of the Taipei Zoo, right? Taipei Zoo is What's where? Maokong. Um, Maokong, Maokong, that's, right, that's what I was exactly. Yes, we're in Maokong. This is just cool. south of Taipei. You can see uh, Taipei 101. Uh, from there, you can get there by gondola from the Taipei Zoo, like oh, you fun. said, fun fun Yeah, and uh, uh, Maokong is associated with Tieguanyin tea or oh. Iron Goddess tea. That's yes. not very expensive, right? Yeah, and it's normally kind of heavier roasted, so it right. has a kind of toastier flavor. Mm. And it's originally from Fujian, but uh, is now grown a lot in Maokong. Sounds Wonderful, good. yeah, love it. Uh, let's have a look at our second question. Okay, Ooh, so we see beautiful some beautiful
0: mountains, some
3: more terraces.
0: Is that Ali San?
3: We see Probably some not. women with Xingzhou? red well, hats. Let's have a look at your hint. You've got a word hint for this one. Natalie I think you're already there where is it where are we
0: Alisan yes oh, okay. that's
3: right we're in Alisan I knew you
0: were to do Alisan
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, famous for its mountains it's got lots of kind of walking trails and stuff it's also got Alisan High Mountain tea mm. which the locals here say is the best tea in Taiwan look at that that's beautiful yeah. it's rolled up into tiny little balls that kind of fold apart when you add hot water mm. to them. And uh, it can go for up to 400 US dollars per kilo. So, Ooh, so it's cheap is what that. you're saying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> it's super
3: cheap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's have a look at our final question.
2: Okay, oh, nice so we see
1: here some water in the front. We see a statue of Buddha,
3: a happy Buddha. And then we see a big is that temple. Mm. Oh, good. So your hint word is... Haka's. Haka I was so,
0: thinking something Haka Hinsu? Yes.
3: So we are Miao in Xinju. Yeah. I mean, Shinju. this. Sort of, I'm going to give you Xinju for this one because it's a bit tricky. We're in Erme Township in Xinju. Oh, wow. cool. Yeah, which is home to this, which is uh, the world's largest. Uh, a bronze buddha statue oh. it's huge yeah i've been by it actually i've been oh, by you? it before it's yeah. very tall <laughs> it's uh it's it's very cool to see in the distance yes and it's also home to oriental beauty tea oh. uh, which has a rather unique growing method they actually leave these things called tea green leaf hoppers on them That's and cute. their bites um cause the leaf to ferment a little bit early which gives it a honey flavor
0: but then you don't eat them right
3: no you don't eat the bottle yeah. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. but worry. they impart a very special flavor on the tea and that's why it's so delicious.
3: Exactly Yeah mm, well very interesting. interesting. Thank you for joining my game. I hope you learned something new. Are you feeling you thirsty? Yes. I <laughs> can have yes. some more tea. <laughs> well, that's today's brain game. I hope you enjoyed watching.
0: Anything you'd like to say to the typhoon, Andrew?
1: Well,
3: I was going to say
1: better luck next time, but I don't know. I don't think we should talk like that to our uh, strong weather forces. I think we
0: should be nice to the weather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hopefully, we nice they'll be us.
0: nice to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And here's a look at some other stories on our radar.
4: Taiwan has begun administering the AstraZeneca COVID 19 vaccine to people who need to travel abroad. It's for people traveling for work, school, medical, or humanitarian reasons, not for people going on vacation. You need to register online and pay around 20 US dollars for the hospital visit, but the vaccine is free. Already, waiting lists are bursting at the seams. Nearly 4,000 signed up to get their jabs this week. Citibank is stopping consumer banking services in Taiwan after 50 years of operating in the country. Citibank is Taiwan's sixth largest card issuing bank, so its exit will have a serious impact. The bank has not yet set an exit date, but already officials say they'll ensure the rights of Taiwanese customers and employees are respected. How low can it go? Taiwan's birth rate has been low for a long time now, but the CIA now predicts that this year Taiwan's birth rate will be the world's lowest, at 1.07 children per woman. What's to blame for this? Many say it's low wages, expensive daycare, and unaffordable housing. (laughs) Taiwan's ongoing drought is hurting the bees. Nowhere is this clearer than at this well at a temple in the central Taiwan city of Jianghua. Bees are regular visitors in spring, but this year two or three times the normal number have swarmed over, just looking for something to drink.
3: And for our final question of the day, we've been talking about boba shortages, so we're asking each other, what would you put in your iced tea in lieu of boba? Let's go with Andrew first.
1: All right, so uh, I would choose aloe.
0: That's pretty good, very refreshing.
1: Not for milk tea, but probably for an iced green tea or a lemon green tea.
0: Okay, and you might want to try fresh fruit. Like you can Mm -hmm. do cherry, apple, whatever fruit you like. If there's no boba where you are, try some fresh fruit.
3: Well, uh, those those are really great suggestions. I mean, fresh fruit and aloe, aloe's great for the skin. Yes. I had to dream big though, and my answer is Oh, wow. <laughs> gold flakes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had almost everything in Bobo before. Aloe, fresh fruit, coconut jelly, puddings, but I've gold
1: never had gold
4: flakes. flakes. Yeah,
1: no, I'm very curious. Cool. That's great. I'm surprised nobody said iu. Love jade.
0: Oh. It's a Taiwanese- Yes, uh, it's also very refreshing.
1: Fruit, it's got seeds in the outside and you scrape it and it turns into enzymes that thicken the water. Yeah. Gold too.
3: If you can figure <laughs> that out, I'll be on your next Taiwan Taste, but I promise you <laughs> that. I
1: don't think we can beat Goldflakes. Whether Well, there you have it. That's our episode of Taiwan Insider for this week. Thanks for joining us and be sure to connect with us on social media.
0: Yes. Like us, subscribe, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And for Taiwan Insider, I'm Natalie So.
1: I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Andrew Ryan. See you next week.